Hi, I'm Apostle Catherine Crick. Welcome to another episode of Revival Is Now. There are many people, many believers, who need deliverance. Deliverance is the children's bread. Deliverance is the casting out of demons. And what demons are are simply a demonic chain, a demonic yoke. The Bible says that the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. In this revival, God is releasing his anointing and delivering his people of all sorts of demonic bondage, addiction, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, depression, infirmities, witchcraft, and so much more. You may have received deliverance, maybe on this program already, or maybe you're in the process of receiving deliverance. There's a very important thing you must know as you're in the process of receiving deliverance and once you've been delivered, and that is you have to maintain your deliverance. It does not just happen automatically. You have to make an effort to keep your freedom. This message today will teach you how to maintain your deliverance. This message is for people who have already been delivered or are in the process of being delivered, or if you've been walking in freedom and abundant life for a while, this message will teach you how to keep doors shut to the enemy so you can continue to walk in freedom and abundant life and go glory to glory. It says in Matthew 12, 43, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. This scripture right here shows us that we have to maintain our deliverance or else a demon and even more will come back. So the meaning of the scripture is that when a demon is cast out, it is not happy. It is looking for a new vessel. But before it looks for a new vessel, it's looking at you. Can it come back quickly? Are you not equipped? Are you not serious and surrendered to God? If so, he can see it's an easy way back and he can bring other demons. So what he's looking for when it says, it says an empty house, what that means is when a demon is cast out, the demon looks to see if that person has filled themselves with the Holy Spirit, whether they have accepted Jesus in their life yet or they haven't. They're looking to see, is this person filled? Now, when you give your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit immediately comes and lives inside of you. Your spirit becomes one with him, but you are not automatically filled everywhere to overflowing like how God wants it to be the moment you gave your life to Jesus. That's up to you to give God permission to push away your soul, your flesh, your fleshly desires, and allow the Holy Spirit to take over. Someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit is someone who has been transformed by God their words, their actions, their thoughts are godly. And by the way, can Christians who walk in the power of God casting out demons, should they make sure a person has accepted Jesus in their life yet before they cast out a demon? No, not necessarily. Many times, the most people who are receiving deliverance, believe it or not, are actually believers. Yes, Christians can have demons. I covered this in a previous episode, can Christians have demons? You can see it on my YouTube. A demon can't touch the spirit, 
but it can live in the soul. Like an addiction is clearly a demonic spirit. It is clearly a demonic spirit that's in the soul, in the flesh, that has to be cast out. So believers can live in addiction and, and be trying everything they can do to try to stop the addiction. It doesn't go. It's because it's a demonic spirit in them and they need deliverance. They need that cast out of them. So most people who are receiving deliverance are actually Christians because God doesn't force himself and to be casting out demons, it needs to be in your territory, in your domain. You can't just go up to anybody and be like, demon, get out of here. Because a lot of people want their demons. A lot of people don't want to give them up. And deliverance is the children's bread, the children of God's bread. It's deliverance is part of the inheritance that comes with being a child of God. So you have to at least express interest in that you want Jesus to, to do something for you, to have his way in your life for Jesus to come and deliver. So many times deliverance is happening in a church or in a some sort of revival service where it is known that this is a Christian service. It's a Christian event many times. And so the people coming to those events usually are at least open to Jesus. Now that's all that Jesus wants, to be open. If you see Jesus um, ministering, nobody knew him. He was introducing himself. And what did he do? He didn't say, I need to hear every one of you confess that I'm your Lord and Savior out loud before I cast demons out of you. He didn't do that. He spoke about the kingdom of God. He demonstrated his love through power, which included healing and deliverance. And it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. People have to actually encounter God to experience his kindness. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. So the people need to experience his power to be able to experience his love, to make them want to surrender, to give their lives to him. So many times when someone's delivered, the experience of being delivered, the experience of going from going bondage to freedom, death to life, agony to overwhelming joy and peace and the tangible touch of God, that is what opens their eyes in the spiritual realm that Jesus loves them and he's so real and he is Lord of all. And yes, I want to give my life to him. So it's very important we don't hold back deliverance from people who in our eyes haven't accepted Jesus as Lord. There are people, by the way, many people who accept Jesus as Lord, but aren't fully surrendered. That was me. Okay, I accepted Jesus as Lord, but I never encountered the power of God. When I encountered the power of God, that's what made me want to surrender and give everything. So there are many Christians even that you're ministering to that they're not even, many of them are not even surrendered. And actually the encounter with Jesus, the deliverance is what's going to lead them to surrender because their eyes will open up to God's love like never before. So when someone's coming to church, for example, they've, that shows that they're open. They might not have been, I'm surrendered Jesus, but they're open. They're basically putting themselves in the territory of Jesus Christ to do something for them in their lives. So that's giving God permission so he can come and deliver. Anybody who is in that church, you know, I can minister to, I don't have to say, wait, before I cast a demon out of you, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? No. And then also it's not just in a church. It could be for you and your domain is whoever is giving you their free will to pray for them. If maybe it's a colleague, a friend, you're having a conversation, they're going through so much depression 
and you talk about Jesus, how he can free them, and they're expressing that they are open and wanting this freedom from Jesus. And so then you can ask them, can I pray for you? Would you like me to pray for you? And if they say yes, okay, that's your domain. So it can happen in that way too. Jesus will do anything for all who come to him. Come, come to him. Not say a religious prayer, but come. So once a demon has been cast out of a person, that person may be just encountering the power of God and they have to make a decision to give their life to Jesus. If they do not, demons will come back. That's a, that's a choice of the person. And we as ministers, we as people casting out demons, have to allow them to make that choice. We have to do our job of showing the power of God, of casting a demon out, and then allow them to decide. Most people will find that Jesus is irresistible when they encounter him in that moment of power, of freedom. And that would be the only thing that would save them, that would make them give their lives to Jesus, was that encounter with his power, the deliverance. And then those who already have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they've received deliverance, they already have Holy Spirit in them, but they have to make the decision to surrender. That's the first step. To maintain deliverance, you need to surrender. Because if you're not surrendering, there's going to be somewhere a foothold to the devil. Surrender means to give your whole life to Jesus, put him in control of it, remove your will, die to your will. And that's a lot. Yeah, that includes your dreams, your preferences, everything. But he asks you to give it all to him and allow his will to be done. And so surrender means to give everything, your whole life to Jesus, your will, your dreams, your plans, your, your everything, and to obey his commands in the word of God. Do as it says in the word. So the first step to maintaining your, your deliverance is to surrender to Jesus. So once you surrender and then you take action in that surrender, you're living every day in that surrender where you're crucifying your flesh, you're picking up the, your own cross and following Jesus. When your will is becoming so strong, but God says his will is different, you crucify it, you deny it, deny yourself, you deny your will. And number two, daily, you're spending time in the word of God, meditating on it, applying it in your life. As you do these things, this is how the Holy Spirit begins to fill you more and more. Since a demon is looking for an empty house, the opposite of that, the, what makes him not be able to come back is to see it filled, filled with the Holy Spirit. So this is what I'm teaching you, how to fill yourself with the Holy Spirit, how to make the Holy Spirit be filling every part of you to overflow. As you make the decision and every day you remind yourself, I'm surrendered to Jesus, and you live that out, you remind yourself, you live in that, things will come naturally. Like the, naturally the Holy Spirit will be filling you, transforming you more and more and more. Part of the surrender includes a change of your life from what you were doing before. Shutting doors is very important. So shutting open doors getting rid of the footholds of the devil that you've had in your life. When a person is delivered, many times, okay, if it's a demon of addiction, they have alcohol, drugs in their apartment, cigarettes, because the addiction has taken over. It's, I mean, they've, maybe they've tried to throw away the cigarettes so many times, but they just end up buying it again and again because the demon, a spirit of addiction, is controlling them. 
it has to just be cast out by the anointing for them to really be free. That's why you hear people, you hear people going to rehab again and again and again, relapse, relapse, relapse. Why? Because yes, you can remove the alcohol and the drugs from them, but that demon, that demonic spirit is still there. It's, it's just dormant. And the moment it gets out of the rehab, it's going to go crazy and say, you need to buy alcohol. You need to buy drugs. You ha I have to have this. But the anointing destroys the yoke. So when you're delivered, that demon is literally cast out, not suppressed, not covered up but cast out completely. And so before when you felt like you would die if you didn't have cigarettes, alcohol every day, now you don't even desire it. There was a woman who went to my one of my Revivalist Now events that I minister at in Orlando and God delivered her there. This woman had been addicted for about 15 years up to cigarettes, to nicotine. And she went to the Revivalist Now event, believed she was just standing in the crowd. And three days later, she went to smoke a cigarette and it repulsed her. It, it, it was so disgusting to her. Now, if I, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. And if I smoked a cigarette now, and most every, I mean, most people, the first, what I've heard, it tastes disgusting. I mean, I, I can't stand the smell, you know, so I can only imagine like coughing so much, oh, gross. And I know what I know about how it can cause cancer and how it's so bad for you and destroys your lungs and all that. And, it's, and it brings an addiction. So that just is disgusting to me, right? So she literally became like, like me who had never smoked cigarettes. Like in other words, completely free. In that moment, she literally, the, the demon was completely gone. So she became a completely free person as if she had never smoked cigarettes in that moment as her body was just like gross. So once you are set free, oh, it is very important that you shut doors. If you are delivered from the cigarette addiction, from alcohol addiction, the moment you get home from that deliverance, from that service, you need to go and throw away everything. Take it out of your house. Don't even put it in the trash in your house. Get rid of everything. This is very important because the devil's a liar and he gets really mad that you're free. And so there's a scheme he has where he can come with lies to you saying like, come on, just drink, drink some more. Come on, just take a drink. Come on, just take a smoke. And you can be totally free and it's not a control anymore, but there can be a voice that could be a temptation before you were controlled. It was beyond a temptation and a voice, but now it's just a voice and a temptation. You don't need that. You want to be safe in the spiritual realm. You want to shut every door. So there's no chance of a demon coming back in. So get rid of everything completely. Don't play around with it. Same for porn. If you had a porn addiction, get rid of it all. Get it all off your computer. Don't ever turn to it again. If uh, certain movies, if they were, I mean, if you had like a sex addiction or a porn addiction, and then so you have certain movies in your house, certain like um, sexual graphic movies, get rid of them completely. Also, God could deliver you from a demonic soul tie, which is when you have a relationship that God did not ordain. And whenever you have close relationships, there's, there's, a, tie, there's a connection. In the, there's actually like a tie in the spiritual realm. I mean, in, without thinking spiritually, this is common sense. Like there's this connection. Like if you're with 
a friend all the time, you're going to miss them when they're gone. There's a literal connection there for that to happen, right? So actually this in the spiritual realm, there's a tie whenever there, there's a, there's literally ties in the spiritual realm and there's good ties, there's good soul ties, but there are demonic soul ties that make you trapped to a person who isn't surrendered to God. And that can be really dangerous and a way for you to be in bondage. So for example, if you've had relationships where someone is very controlling, before you are delivered, you could try with all your might to try to end the relationship, knowing this is God's will, knowing this person's toxic and being in pain and abuse in that relationship. You can try so hard to end it, but for some reason you just can't. Well, the for some reason is because there's a demonic soul tie like trapping you. This is why it might be so hard for you to say no to a person, to stand your ground. This is why you don't really care what others think of you. But this person, you feel like you just need to please them. You, you would go crazy if they were mad at you. You care about their opinion so much. This is an indicator you have a soul tie. So when you receive deliverance from that, you're free now. And the beautiful thing is that now there's nothing trapping you from ending the relationship, from saying no, from doing what God is calling you to do. You are free from any control and you, you're free from that spirit of intimidation and control. And you also now have the Holy Spirit to empower you, to strengthen you, to do difficult things, to end relationships that he is calling you to end. But you actually have to do it. Now, remember I said the Holy Spirit's giving you strength to do difficult things. So I'm not saying it's easy. It's not going to, it's not like it's super easy to have hard conversations, to end relationships. It's probably going to be very uncomfortable and difficult, but the Holy Spirit will empower you. But you have to make sure that you are not avoiding the uncomfortable situation, but that you take action now that you are free and end the relationship, say no, do whatever it is God's calling you to do. Because if you don't, if you don't do that, you're leaving the door wide open for the demons to come right back in for the demonic soul tie to be formed once again. So to make sure you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to surrender. You need to shut the doors. And number two, you need to have relationship with the Holy Spirit. Looking to Jesus every single day, acknowledging his presence, inviting him in your life, your day to day, speaking to him worshiping him and reading his word. These are the main elements of, how to, of having a relationship with God. Prayer, which is speaking to God. I have an earlier program where I taught on how to pray, how to talk to God. You can see it on my YouTube. But simply to pray means to talk to God, not something formal out of your reach, but simply talking, communicating with your best friend, your father, your Lord, speaking to him throughout your day, inviting him in, not just excluding him to only a 20 minute time when you shut your door, but speaking to him throughout your day. Secondly, worship, to praise God, to worship God through many different things, through song, could be through dance, through your obedience, 
through your service to him, through your love to others. This is worship to God. And thirdly, to read the word of God and to not read it as a textbook, but to invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you as you're reading the word of God so that the word really comes alive as it's intended to, as the Holy Spirit breathes on it and speaks to you through his word. Read the word, not just to read it, but to hear God's voice. Meditate on the word. Don't just read it just because you want to get th- get through it, check off your list, feel like you're doing being a good Christian, but really read it to learn to hear from God to grow. Sometimes it can be just one verse you're reading the whole day, but that you've gotten something out of it. You've heard God through it. You've grown through it. He's taught you something through it. Reading the word is such an important part of filling yourself with the Holy Spirit because the word of God has so much power. The word of God is God himself. As it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, was God, is God. So to put your eyes there, it's, it's making it to come in you. It's making God's truth to come in you. It's making you to be filled with his truth. You're filled with his truth. So when the devil's lies come, they can't stand because the word of God is so much stronger and you've been filled. You've, you've been filled with his word. You know his word. It's a part of you. So it's whenever attacks come, it's immediate, boom, that word of God, the sword of the spirit is ready. You don't have to, oh, I'm so troubled. I I don't even know what to do. I don't know what's the truth. And then you just easily accept the lies or I have to go to the word and I don't even know it. But the word has been in you, you know it. And so you're able to be strong with any attack that comes your way, you've been filled. It's like armor around you devil can't come in because you're filled with the word of God. So once you're delivered, um, you may find the devil is attacking you with lies. Um, He's mad that you are set free. It's so important for you to spend time in the word daily. You can start in the gospels, put your eyes there, meditate on it, speak it aloud. And as you do this, you're becoming stronger and stronger and filled more and more, and you're maintaining your deliverance. If you need deliverance, God is gonna set you free right now through the screen. God is going to come and deliver you. I break every demonic soul tie. I break every curse in upon you, every generational curse, and I command every spirit of addiction, every spirit coming through demonic soul ties, every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of anxiety, depression. I command every single spirit must leave now in Jesus' name. I speak complete freedom upon you and I declare all sickness, all disease, all pain to go. Be healed completely in Jesus' name. And I speak this anointing to fill you. I speak the fire of the Holy Spirit to come upon you now. Be filled with his fire. Be filled to overflow with the power of the Holy Spirit and with this anointing. I declare 
protection upon you. I release this anointing upon you that you would be protected from every demonic attack. I declare you must maintain your freedom. No demon can come back. And I declare this anointing to come upon you and increase you in wisdom and discernment. That as you read the word of God, it would come alive and you would experience Jesus like never before. The friendship of the Holy Spirit, the nearness of the Holy Spirit, so powerfully now in Jesus' name. Amen. Next week, I'm going to continue teaching on how to maintain your deliverance. So don't miss part two of this very important message, how to maintain your freedom, your deliverance. Thanks for joining me. Revival is now. Revival is now. Your kingdom is here.